Hello and welcome to episode 65. Now as you might be able to tell, we're trying a slightly different approach in this episode. You've possibly spotted that we haven't had such a long musical uh, introduction and you might have spotted that it sounds a little bit different as well. See what I'm going to do this time is I'm going to recap on the resource and the best ideas that I've shared on social media in this past month. Now you might not know, but on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram, I share loads of resources that I find that I think will help you. We share loads of videos, articles, blogs, all sorts of things that either help you get better at some of that worky performance stuff or for the personal stuff, things that might help you develop creativity, um, improving your mental health and so on. So in this slightly different format, in these simple episodes, I'm going to give a quick recap on what I've shared. I'll tell you a little bit about each one, and then I will put a link to the article in this episode show notes. So you can find it for yourself and you can have a look at only the stuff that's going to help you. It's going to be quick fire. There are no sound effects, no music, just me, this microphone in a much simpler format, telling you what's on this screen and hopefully will help you find some golden nuggets that help you get better at stuff. So let's crack on. So back on the 25th of July, I shared an article on Twitter, which was from Entrepreneur, and it was entitled Brain Hacks to Boost Motivation and Beat the Work from Home Blues. Now, I'm not normally a fan of articles that have things like brain hacks and that kind of stuff. But this article by Claire Dale and Patricia Payton was really, really good. It had real depth to it. And essentially what it was doing is it's helping us work out how we can help our brains get better at what we do, and as the title says, beat those working from home blues. And it talks about things like um, how we can improve our mental strength, how we can ground ourselves, thinking about our breathing, how we can improve our flexibility. So from a motivational perspective, how can we be more physically flexible? How can we change our focus? And finally, resilience. So how can we actually get more resilient at the stuff that's challenging us? I said finally then, but it wasn't finally because there was another bit about endurance. So that was brain hacks to boost motivation and beat the work from home blues. And the link will be in the show notes. On the 26th of July on Twitter again, uh, this was an article from success.com and it was entitled three things that successful people do daily. I pause there because it's actually titled three things successful people do on the daily, which doesn't make sense. Anyway, what I like about it is I do do these three things. Um, meditation, having a morning routine, and focusing on your strengths. Nice quick read, talks about the benefits of meditation and how it can set you up for success. Things like stopping the voice in your head and making you happier. A morning routine. Uh, I do like the first line. It says the first 60 to 90 minutes of the day handicap the next 12 hours. So a nice piece about a morning routine. And then finally, focusing on your strengths. So that's a good read from Success Magazine. Three things successful people do daily. I'm sure that's what it meant to say. Okay, this was Twitter again, 30th of July. We reshared a post from michaelhyatt.com. Now, if you've been listening to the podcast a lot, you'll know that we're fans of Michael Hyatt. He does an awful lot of stuff. He used to run a massive publishing company and then got into productivity and then does lots of blogs and podcasts on goals, getting better at stuff and so on. And this was an article about goals, four ways to make a daily progress on your goals. 
And effectively, again, four steps, get clear on your goal, identify the right behavior, track your progress and enlist an accountability partner. Good article, simple, clear. So that's four ways to make daily progress on your goals. Okay, this one's from Instagram and I put this out on the 31st of July. It's not an article or a link. It's just a quote that I sometimes put out um, repeatedly. And it says simply, today is never gonna happen again. What are you doing with yours? And for me, it's just a reminder that sometimes you can get into a routine, can't you, of thinking that, you know, it's another Monday, it's another Wednesday, it's a repeat of last week. And when we've got challenging stuff going on, it's easy to feel like that. I often find when I'm at my most challenged that actually just stopping and thinking, yeah, but this actual individual unique day is unique. That day is never going to happen again. And can I just eke out a little something, a big something, whatever it is that's going to make that day different? So um, Instagram post, lovely sunrise. I took that picture at the end of a run in the morning. Uh, and just that quote that today is never going to happen again. What are you doing with yours? Right, the next one was a link that I shared on Twitter on the 6th of August. And it's um, it's from hackspirit.com. Now, hackspirit's really good. It, hackspirit is a a website that's run by a chap called Lachlan Brown, and um, he puts lots of good stuff on there. This particular article is how to stop taking things personally, 11 essential tips. So if you're someone that feels like you take things personally or you get upset about fairly small things, there's an awful lot in here, things about making sure that your beliefs are aligned, um, asking yourself how other people impact you, being able to come to terms with the fact that the world isn't out to get you and taking a step back and so on. So there are 11 tips and that's 11 essential tips on how to stop taking things personally. If you find that challenging, that's a useful read. And as with all of these, the links will be in the episode show notes. Right now this one, we put this out on the 7th of August and it was from Psychology Today. We put it out on Twitter and the article's called, How Do We Know What Is Real? Now, We'd recently done an episode on cognitive biases. And in that episode, if you haven't listened to it, it's quite good. It talks about how um, our brains, because they're trying to be super efficient, actually don't necessarily help our thinking. This article from Psychology Today from a chap called Ralph Lewis, MD, is, um, is more about reality. Can we really trust what our brains are telling us? And then uh, how our brain effectively creates a virtual reality for us to to kind of represent the real world. Um, it's quite deep and uh, it's kind of the sort of article that might um, might be an interesting read if you are really into how our brains work and this whole thing about reality and perception and so on. So that's Psychology Today. It's called How Do We Know What Is Real? And have a look at it in the show notes if that interests you. Okay, we had a slight technical problem there, but it's sorted. No internet. Anyway, um, the next one is something that I posted on Facebook on the 12th of August, and it's from psychologytoday.com, one of our favorite resources for some of this interesting stuff. It's from someone called Marcia Reynolds, and it's entitled, I Miss Me, Do You Miss Your Old Self? So this was quite interesting because this was about Zoom burnout and kind of where we are now in terms of electronic communications to people and not seeing people face to face and some of the things that are challenging for us in the world right now and essentially what it's saying is that what we're experiencing about missing the lives that we had before 
whereas now everything is online and we're in front of our computers a lot, is actually a sense of grief. So what, what uh, Marsha Reynolds says in this article is um, she goes on to give some examples of the sorts of things we can do. If we're getting this sense of we're missing the old us, we're missing the person we were before, doing lots of online stuff, doing lots of being in front of screens. None of these things will be new to you if you listen to the podcast, but taking breaks, relaxing, doing a gratitude journal at the end of each day. So there are 10 top tips, 10 top tips. Um, if you're feeling that sense of missing your old self and uh, if your emotions are kidnapping your brain and messing with your sanity. So that's Psychology Today, Marsha Reynolds, good article. And again, the links will be in the show notes. On the 15th of August, posted something on Twitter, which was about habits. Now, this was a life hacker article. Life hacker's quite good. You need to keep an eye again because some of these hacks, I think, aren't necessarily long term. But this particular article was about how you build a habit and that actually you haven't truly built the habit until after you break your streak. So essentially what that means is if you're starting a new habit, having a streak, having a system that keeps a record of how many times you've done that thing in a row, whether it's I've done something every day, every hour, once a week, you start to build a streak and that becomes your motivation. What this article says that that is good to a point, but eventually once you've got into a streak, if the streak is the only thing that's making you do that thing over and over again, it might be time to break the streak and do something different. So actually quitting tests how that habit is reinforced and um, quite interesting certainly something that I would think about doing once I've established a habit maybe not if you're trying to establish a habit I'm a big fan of streaks and keeping a record of how many times you've done things in a row but if you've got a habit established and you want to test it have a read of this article by Lifehacker in the show notes Right, on the 15th of August, I'm laughing because I can see my own face. On the 15th of August, I posted an article from Psychology Today. And the way I posted it was by recording a video and telling you what was in the article. So uh, if you've been watching us on social media, you can see I've started with some things, not every day, once a week, once every couple of weeks, just putting a little video to tell you about um, how I found some really good things. This is excellent. So this article is um, by Yael Schoenbrunn from Psychology Today, and it's entitled Why You Should Do Less and How You Can. So this is the idea of actually aiming to do less enables you to actually do more. Obviously, that sounds counterintuitive. It's a good article. It gives you a lot of detail, and there are some links to um, a number of different books by Alex Pang, Greg McCowan. And uh, if you think that you're actually doing a lot by just trying to do more, it might be time to challenge it. So have a read of that article, Why You Should Do Less and How You Can by Yael Schoenbrunn at Psychology Today. Worth a read. That's probably one of the stronger ones that we posted, I think, over the last few weeks and months. Right, how many more have we got? Maybe three or four more to go. Okay, this is Facebook. So on Facebook back on the 18th of August, very simple. Psychology Today article, Are You Wide Awake at Two O'Clock? For all those people that um, wake up in the morning and uh, they're ruminating or unable to get back to sleep, a simple method of using the 478 breath system. So very simply, you breathe in for four, hold your breath for seven, and then breathe out for a count of eight. 
that's just one part of it. There's a bit more information about what you can do to try to get back to sleep. So if you've got anxiety or you're ruminating or you're waking at regular times in the morning and not able to get back to sleep, that's worth a try. I've tried this actually, and it does work. You've kind of got to focus on what you're doing, but it does work. It's by Shonda Morales. The article is called Wide Awake at 2 a.m. and it's from Psychology Today. Right, another Instagram one here. This was from the 18th of August. And it's a quote from a book I'm reading at the moment by someone called Guy Armstrong. It's an exploration of the self. Bit deep, may not be for everyone. But what I really like was this quote. It says, when we remember something from the past or imagine something in the future, in either case, it is a thought in the present moment. So I'm going to say that again because I think that's just worth pondering on. When we're remembering something from the past or imagining something in the future, in either case, it is a thought in the present moment. And essentially, for me, that's really powerful because often we can get stuck in the past, can't we? We can get stuck worrying about the future. But all of those things are literally just thoughts in our mind in the present moment. The past doesn't exist. It's gone and we can't do anything about it. The future doesn't exist. It's coming. We can plan for things in the future, but we're always planning again in the present moment. So I think this is a nice reminder. If you find you're getting stuck or lost and you're stuck in the past and dwelling on something that didn't go as it should do or worrying about something in the future, it's worth just getting a little bit of perspective and remembering that that worry, that dwelling, is actually just a thought in the present moment. So thanks, Guy. I like that quote and that's why I've included it. Okay, two more to go, and on Facebook, we published this on the 21st of August. Psychology Today again, and it is entitled, Stress Can Be Good For You. Okay, so again, counterintuitive. Um, it's by Mariana Pogosian, and it's, it's about optimizing stress. So it starts with an Epitectus quote, it's not what happens to you, but how you react to it that matters. And essentially, this article is helping us understand that stress is there for a reason. And stress actually is designed to help us perform better under certain circumstances. It's actually thinking about what is the stress doing to me? How does it actually feel? Where in my body is it happening? And then what shall I do? Shall I actually pump myself up if I'm going to do like a motivational talk? Or do I need to do some breathing exercises to calm down? It ends with the line, of course, that stress can both harm and help us. But it's the way that we respond to it that can actually help us to optimise whether it's helping us or whether it's not. Great article, Mariana Pogosian. I'm sorry, Mariana, if I got that wrong. And it's stress can be good for you. And of course, like all these other links, it's in the show notes. Right, I think this, yeah, this is the last one. So this is uh, a tweet that we posted on the 22nd of August. So just over a week ago. Uh, and it's called why people who focus more on processes than outcomes gain more in their life. That's really interesting. If you have a goal or you have a target, that's a great way of motivating yourself and being really clear in your mind what you're going to work towards. However, if you only ever focus on the goal or the target and you don't focus on what you're doing now, there's a risk that the gap between where you are and where you want to be is what you're focusing on. You're constantly aware of the gap. What you can miss is the progress that you've made. So from where you started to where you are now, it's possible that you've made a tremendous amount of progress. And actually, although the gap is still there in front of you, what you've done is superb. 
So what this article helps us do is helps us understand actually if we focus on the process more than the goal, you know, what is it that we're actually working on? How are we doing today? What's happening now? People that focus on the process more than the goal can deal with mistakes. Actually, you can get satisfaction in the pursuit of the outcome. You feel more in charge that you've got less stuff distracting you. And actually, you get happiness in giving your very best in the moment. And, you know, it challenges this culture of just motivational quotes and songs and mantras. And I do think it's an important thing to challenge. You know, motivation is good to a point. Having a goal is important to a point. So I do feel quite strongly that focusing on the process more and focusing on the goal less is likely to create more progress. Anyway, read it for yourself. Um, it's by Casey Imaphidon and it's a life hack article and it is in our show notes. So that's all the resource. And again, all of this resource, all the links will be in the show notes. Now, if you want to find the show notes, you can find them. If you're listening on a podcast app, you should be able to just click on the episode and they'll be right there. If you're listening from the website, you can see the show notes on the website for each episode by clicking on the episode. If you're not sure how you're listening, then um, and you want to find these links, go to sharppodcast.com. On the homepage, this will be episode 65. And if you click on it, there in the episode will be all the links I've just talked about. So I hope this has helped. Um, keep up to date. And as I share new resource, if you can keep an eye on us on Twitter, Instagram or Facebook, we're at Sharp Podcast. So if you connect to us there, it'd be great to meet you. If we're not connected yet on social media, it'd be fantastic to, to catch up. So connect with us there at Sharp Podcast, one word, two Ps. I really hope you got something out of this episode that's useful. And if this works, I might alternate between this format and the usual one. Who knows? Let me know if it's worked for you. And of course, the best thing to make sure that you don't miss out is to subscribe and then you won't miss on what's coming up. That's it. I hope it's helped. See you next time. <laughs>